You're listening to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World with Father Anthony Mesa, where we explore ways to encourage and equip the local Orthodox Church. Let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to Bringing an Ancient Faith to a Modern World podcast. I'm Katie Karras, and I'm back here with Father Anthony. Um, I know it's been a little bit of a different um, structure in the past couple months, but I am back, and I am here to put Father Anthony back in the hot seat. Welcome back, Father Anthony. It's great to be back in that hot seat, Katie. Wouldn't have it any other way. Well, we are right in the middle of February here, um, getting deeper into this new year that was supposed to be a magical new year where everything gets solved. Um, and we were just wondering, how is your 2021 going, Father Anthony? Yeah, so you know me, Katie, and I know knows I'm, I love you know setting goals in the new year and kind of taking advantage of the natural rhythms of life, you know, start of a new year, start of a new school year. Um, So I am am all about the goal setting, but obviously this year is a little bit different than last year. And this year is different because last year was different. So um, slightly different approach to this year, but so far fired up and excited. Great. And so what, um, what were some of your goals for this year? So this year, um, I decided to do something a little bit different um, when it comes to goal setting. And I think I learned a lot from last year, just the interruptions of life. This year, actually, I focused a lot more on habits as opposed to destinations. I focused more on, on trying to find things that I'm going to do every day or at least you know once a week or once a month, depending on what it is, as opposed to accomplishments that I want to get to um, when all is said and done. How did you adapt? kind of your overall approach given the different context of this year? I remember reading one time uh, an analogy, like let's say a bank were to give you uh, $10,000 each week. Okay, so you get every week on Monday morning, you need $10,000, you can do whatever you want with it, but at the end of the week, anything that you didn't spend, you have to give back. So you can't save it or invest or anything like that, like you only got those $10,000. So. I, the person who was writing this analogy was basically saying that every week we are given 10,080 minutes, okay, 10,080 minutes. And the point is, is that whatever, we can do whatever we want with those minutes, but at the end of the week, whatever we don't use, we can't carry over. We have to give them back. So this week, this year, my focus is more on exactly kind of that point of what do I want to do with the time that I've been given? I, I know, of course, I got goals that I'd love to reach by June or by July or by August or whatever it may be. But again, what we learned last year is there's so much that's outside of our control, but what's what, what is 100% in my control is how I choose to use the 10,080 minutes this week. So that, that's been the emphasis for me is focus more on what process I want to follow, the steps I want to take, the habits I want to do versus the destination I want to reach. So you are going to hit us today with three turning points that can help make our goals into reality focused on, like you said, that like time that we have and what is within our control. Is that right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Hit us with the first one. So the first one is, is, is exactly kind of what I was saying about the the use of those minutes is turn when into now. Okay. So turn when into now. So get rid of when I get there, then I will, or when I reach, or whatever it may be. We tend to naturally gravitate towards like the achievement or the destination. 
which is not bad necessarily. But I think the shift that I'm making and I would encourage everyone else to make is shift from when to now. I don't know when I'm going to reach a certain point, but I know what I'm going to do today in order to get a step closer to reaching. So I know a lot of times I feel like I'm waiting for the busyness of this current season to calm down, or I feel like, you know, next, next month, it'll be a little bit less crazy, or I'll have more time to dedicate to that effort. Do you feel mm -hmm. the same way? Marianne, my wife, we came to this conclusion, you know, probably five, six years into our marriage, something like that. We kept saying, when the busy season ends, when the busy season ends. And then we started, we took a step back one day. And we're like, you know what? The busy season never ends. Because we're like, you know, start of the new year, it's just like a busy time. And then after that, it's Lent. Well, Lent's just a busy time. So, you know, we can't do all these things. But after Easter, we're like, okay, then we'll rest. But after Easter, we're going to do all the things that we didn't do during Lent. Okay. And it just kind of goes from one season to the next. There's no such thing as a not busy time. And I can prove it. You know, like ask yourself this question. Who today is less busy than they were like a year ago? You know, it, it, life is, is just progressively getting more and more busy. We're getting more and more sucked into it. So I come to the conclusion, like I said, that you know what? There's no such thing as when I get there. There's no such thing as when there's not a busy season. Life is busy and it's only going to get more busy. So I need to take control of my life and, and say not when I get there, then I will. I mean, right now, God has given me uh, the, the time in front of me right now, and I need to do my best with what's here. Can you give us a kind of a concrete example of that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, I, I'll kind of confess here a little bit. When I said me and my wife were discussing that, it, it centered around the idea of like a date night, you know, and, and, you know, I'm not the most for going out and I just like kind of a homebody, but, you know, date is important, but date is one of those things that, we, we kept putting off and being like, well, it's just a busy time right now. And just church is busy right now or the kids right now. And it's one of those things that like, it is never going to be a time that, that, that going on a date with my wife is an urgent priority. And if it is, then I've reached a very, very, very bad state, which I never want to get to. So if you only do things when it's urgent, when the world is on fire, then you're never going to get there. And, and there's a verse from Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 11, where, where King Solomon says, and he who observes the wind will never sow, and he regards the clouds will never reap. Okay, so the person who says, okay, I got these seeds in my hand, I'm going to go and plant them, but you know what? There's a little bit of a wind, okay, I'll come back tomorrow. And there's never going to be a day where it's perfect conditions, because okay, when you sow, you want no seeds so it doesn't scatter. There's never a day of perfect conditions. Or the same with the one who's going to reap, and he's like, well, there's a cloud over there, I don't know, might rain, I'll come back tomorrow. Oh, and I'm not sure about, you know, there could be a, that's a person who's going to every day observe the clouds, observe the wind, but he's never going to reap. And in the end, everything's going to be spoiled. Great point. Um, and, but practically right now, you know, we, it's hard to turn when into now, when you can't take the vacation you always wanted, or you might be stuck in a job that you hate because of lack of opportunity during the pandemic. So what's um, a practical way we can kind of put this into practice? First, again, I would, I would shy away from that kind of thinking. Because what I'll tell you is we say today we can't take the vacation we wanted because of the pandemic or whatever it may be. But last year when there was no pandemic, we said we can't take the vacation because life was too busy and there was too much going on. So we, we're always going to be able to find an excuse. Life will never give us a shortage of excuses. So we got to deal with the, the hand that's dealt in front of us. We can't use that. 
And one way that we can simplify that, or we can kind of address this, is I think if you can just take this one concept and apply it across everything that you do, especially your relationships, I think it's a game changer. And that's simply be all there. Okay, be all there. And that means this, that right now, here I am, Katie, with you, and I'm on this podcast, I got to be all there. I can't be checking my phone and being like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about what I got to, I got to be all there and all invested. Then as soon as I'm done here, you know, I have a phone call to make, I want to be all there. And then as soon as it's time for me to punch out for the day, I punch out and I'm all there with my kids. And then it's my time for reading and my quiet time, all there when it comes to that. We can focus more on quality, less on quantity. I'm telling you, that's a game changer because what we did before the pandemic was we run around like chickens with a head cut off. And we were doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this. But I would argue that we weren't really getting anything done. We were just doing a whole bunch of stuff. Whereas when we focus on here and now being all there in the present, I think that that's a game changer. I love that simple principle of just being all there. Um, and it reminds me of the verse in Colossians 3, 23, whatever you do, do it heartily as the Lord and not to men. So Absolutely. whatever I'm doing, pull my whole heart into it and um, be there. I love that. Exactly. Can you take us to point number two? Point number two is to turn intentions into actions. So first was when into now, second intentions into actions. That sounds very dangerous. Can you walk us through that one? <laughs> yeah, I mean, dangerous, but dangerous in like a, in a good way. Okay, the, the point here is that if you know there's something good that God wants you to do or that you need to do in your life, then what's stopping you from doing it? Like everyone has good intentions. Every one of us, is there a person out there who doesn't have an intention to get in better shape, to eat better, you know, to, to, to exercise more? Like all of us have those intentions. But intentions doesn't get you anywhere. And intentions just a dream. And, you know, uh, James chapter four, um, the epistle says, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him, it is sin. To him who knows to do good and does not do it. So I'm gonna take that same principle and say, the one who knows he needs to start a habit or stop a habit or go on a date with his wife on a regular basis, or at least put it in the, at least put it in the calendar. The one who knows and doesn't do it, that's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but why, why do you think there's a rush to it? Why do you feel like it's important to take action today as opposed to next week? So there's something that, I don't know if I made this term up or I read it somewhere, but it's what I call the law of diminishing intentions. The law of diminishing intentions, which means that every day that goes by that I don't take an action, I'm less likely to do it. Every day that I say, you know what, I need to eat healthy and then I eat unhealthy. I've trained myself to go against what I know I'm supposed to do. So this, the first time I do it, it's like, I know I should, but I don't. Okay, that's really hard. Second time, a little bit less hard. Third time, a little bit less hard. By the fourth, fifth, the sixth, the seventh time, it just becomes like, that's the process. I make this uh, declaration and then I do something completely different. So every day that goes by, I'm less likely to take the action if I don't do it. And on top of that, okay, I don't always like to say this stuff, but the truth of the matter is that when something is, is good for us, sometimes, you know, it's like a God thing. God will remind us that we need to do it. But I, I, I kind of say it, you know, that way because the reminder isn't always gentle. Like I said, with me and my, me and my wife, like if we don't go out on a date regularly enough, there'll be a reminder of the importance of it, but it won't be a good reminder. 
sometimes it's 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 the catastrophe and i always like i don't want to wait for the catastrophe i don't want to wait for the illness i don't want to have the heart attack okay or i don't want to be um all by myself before i realize that you know what i wish i had taken these small steps that makes sense and so what are some examples of kind of taking action immediately so i'll give you a, a simple one one that i think hopefully everyone can relate with and that's like i said is everyone wants to get in better shape and what i used to do is like i said before i would set goal you know i'm going to reach you know this you know drop this number of pounds or i'm going to accomplish you know this feat like one year i said you know i'm going to do 10 pull-ups you know by the end of the year um and what i quickly what you quickly realize in doing those things is, is sometimes we set goals without really understanding sometimes it's too hard sometimes it's too easy like when i said 10 pull-ups Okay, I um, I did not get to ten. Let's say okay, I I was my by the end of the year I was going for the one. Okay, and if I got two, that was so. What I think is a better way, okay, as opposed to setting that goal again, is focusing on the action that I can take immediately. So I'm not my goal is not to drop X number of pounds or do X number of pull-ups. My goal this year is to exercise for thirty minutes a day. That's my goal. And you know what? If I can exercise thirty minutes a day. I may be able to drop, you know, X number of pounds, or I may not, but I know I'll be headed in the right direction. Or, you know, I would say I, I want to invest, you know, I want to get my relationship with my kids a certain place. You know, I would love to be able to say that they consider me their best friends and they talk to me about anything. I can't necessarily control them. What I can control is once a month, I'm going to go out with each of them one-on-one and spend one night, undivided attention, be all there with my daughter, with my son. So again, the, the focus is on what steps that I can take in order to reach those big goals spiritually. You know, I want to be you know, led by the Holy Spirit, close to God and intimacy. Okay, well, maybe the first step there is just simply, you know, setting aside the time, or maybe it's, you know, figuring out what I'm going to read in the Bible, or sometimes it's as simple as buying a new journal for your quiet time. Focus on taking action immediately, okay, even if it's a small one. That's awesome. So take us to number three. You know, the temptation will be to gloss over this third one and just, you know, kind of stick to the first two. They're kind of practical, gloss over the third one. But I think you'd be making a mistake if you do that. The third point um, is to turn my whole heart to Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I think many of our, our listeners in particular would say they had that one covered, don't you think? Yeah, but that's that's again what I'm saying here, Katie, is that we have this one's worth taking a second look at because one thing we know about our hearts in particular is they're deceitful and we can trick ourselves and we can convince ourselves of something that may or may not be true you know so i think this one is worth exploring and examining to make sure that nothing has infiltrated my heart and defiled my heart or distracted my heart because sometimes that that's what it is you know, I think of that, that, that what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 7, where he said, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. And then it says after that, that many is going to come to me that day and say, but Lord, we prophesied in your name. We cast out demons. We did wonders. We did all kinds of cool stuff. And I'll say to them, look, you were tricking yourself. I never knew you. I never knew you. And that's, that's a fearful thought to think about. And I think about it in terms of all these people that Jesus is saying this to and they started good. And they started on the right track. But what happens is, is that over time, you just kind of get distracted a little bit. And I always think about it. If I'm going across country, okay, from, from here in Virginia to Los Angeles, I'm going across country and I'm supposed to go, you know, this, this direction, you know, whatever coordinates, just a slight deviation 
not a lot, just a slight deviation over the course of, you know, 2,000 miles, that's going to be a major difference in destination. And I want my heart to be the same way. So every year, we get to examine ourselves and say, did my heart deviate at any time? And is my heart right on track where it needs to be? Yeah, that's interesting, because I think many of us would consider ourselves close to Christ, but it's definitely worth examining. Yeah, and, and Katie, the goal isn't to be close to Christ. That's not the goal. You know, and I remember it was that, that one where Jesus told the guy, you, you know, you're not the kingdom of heaven. You're not far from the kingdom of heaven. But the goal is not to be not far from the kingdom of heaven. The goal is to be inside. Like if I got, like if I get to, the, to, to my street here and I get close to my house, it's not the goal is to be close. Okay, if I, if I'm, I want to be inside the house. I want to, 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 to live in here. And, and same when it comes to my heart. I want my whole heart to be dedicated to him. That means not settling for, you know, just kind of going through the motions or just doing the right thing, but really need to examine, make sure that I'm all in and I'm, and I'm good in my relationship with Christ. Definitely. And these are um, such powerful turning points for our lives for this year in 2021. So just to recap, our three turning points were turning when into now, turning intentions into actions, and turning our whole hearts to Jesus. Yeah, and I'll just add one verse um, to keep at the forefront of, of your mind, you know, as you kind of take, take away from this. And that is from Proverbs chapter 29, 18, where it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, the people perish. And you can paraphrase that or modify it and say, that whatever is most to you, most important to you, whatever is most important to you, whether it's your marriage, your career, your spiritual life, whatever area that's most important to you, there's no vision. That's where that area is going to perish. There's no vision for your marriage. There's no vision for your career. There's no vision for your spiritual growth. Vision is what keeps us moving forward and focused on where we're supposed to go. Well, thanks, Father Anthony, for these awesome turning points. And thanks, everyone, for listening today. Um, we pray you'll take some time to set goals and vision for this year um, and that these turning points will be helpful to you. And we have um, more resources on our website, um, a, a resource on finding God's promise for you in 2021, available on the volunteer management and appreciation page. So be sure to check that out as well. Thank you, Father Anthony. Thanks, everyone. We'll chat again soon. To listen to previous episodes or access all of our free resources, join the community at stsaministries.org.